Boom, shake the room, Fire Nation. JLD here with an audio masterclass on inside live TV shopping, a secret source of piles of cash. To drop these value bombs, I have brought Tom Wise on the mic. He is a 30-year veteran of live TV shopping and is a TV host and director of on-air talent, vendor at QVC USA Germany, and HSN, and he teaches how to make money in your sleep. And today, Fire Nation, we'll be breaking down what exactly is TV shopping, how can you find a product that sells on TV, how Amazon can come into play, big mistakes that people make all the time, and so much more when we get back from thanking our sponsors. Start building an army of loyal affiliates and brand ambassadors who constantly promote your products today. The step-by-step is waiting for you on my buddy Russell Brunson's new podcast miniseries, Traffic Secrets. Open your podcast app and subscribe to Traffic Secrets now or visit trafficsecretspodcast.com. Tom, say what's up to Fire Nation and share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. Hey, John. I'm really, really looking forward to doing the show. Can I say something before I get started? Sure. I, I enjoy your enthusiasm and your curiosity. I think that really drives you, and I think that's what everybody enjoys. About I appreciate that, Tom. Thank you. And let me just tell you, here's a little something that most people don't know, that I worked with uh, Kevin Harrington. He was an original shark on the Shark Tank. I worked as his vice president of production for infomercials for about three years. No kidding. Well, we've had him on the show a couple times. He's been trying to get me on the links as well, although I keep telling him he would just embarrass me to the level where he would never want to play with me again. So I've, I've been able to hold him back on that. But that's very cool. And Fire Nation, as you know, we're talking all about live TV shopping today because guess what? We all want to uncover secret sources of piles of cash. So I love this topic. (laughs) I love the fact we're going to be able to dive really deep into this with Tom Wise. I mean, he's a 30-year veteran of this stuff, Fire Nation. So let's just dive in, Tom, because I'm excited to chat. What exactly is TV shopping and why TV shopping? You know, it's kind of an interesting thing. When I was growing up, there was no such thing as TV shopping. It became an industry in the uh, in the 80s. Right now, it's about a $9 billion business just in the United States between HSN and QVC, you also have some shopping up in Canada, but it's also global. It's worldwide: Germany, Italy, England. Everybody sells on TV. A lot of things. A lot, a lot of times, people think about you know TV shopping is for old ladies buying perfume and purses, but we sell. You sell a lot of electronics and home goods. You know, pressure washers and my gosh, HSN used to do a, a huge business in sports memorabilia years back. They don't do much anymore, but. You know, you never know when you get into this, some hot topic. I, I've made a nice living selling housewares items or things for the garage or things for your car just over the years, just little knickknacks. And, I, and I'm coming on, I think, to, to tell people that if they've got a business that they're selling things on uh, eBay or Amazon or if you're selling something on a website, you really should think about live TV shopping because literally you can make money while someone else is doing all the work. Well, let's start at the beginning. Like I love building foundations. I love starting with the building blocks. How could somebody even find a product that would sell on TV? Like, what is that process you would have them go through to identify that first step? Well, for TV shopping, my, my first initial thought is to solve a problem, which isn't uncommon, solve a problem for a 50-year-old woman. Now, it doesn't have to be a purse or perfume. 
She drives. She does things around the house. You know, she needs a, she needs a cart or a wagon or she needs, you know, um, a pressure washer hose, something like that. So, so it's not all about a female product. It has to be a product for the house, so, so how she can improve the house. I can tell you how I found one of my first products. I got, I've got two ways, if you like to go, John. I, I was a host at home shopping for about 10 years in the 80s and the 90s. And I remember Blue Blocker sold those Blue Blocker sunglasses. Oh, I don't yeah. know if you're familiar with those. Yeah, I have, I have like four around my house, actually. I want them downstairs <laughs> in my TV room, up you know, by my bedside so I can have them at night, in my computer room as well. So I've got like four of those things. Okay, but did you know that they, they also sold a visor, like, a, like the tack visor, if you're familiar with that That piece? I did not know. <laughs> they introduced that piece in the late 80s as a supplement or as an adjunct to their sunglass business. And I remember when I was a host, 1987, 1988, we didn't have any B-roll. We didn't have any guests. They would hand you a product and a box, and then you would sell the item with those, with that little bit of information. And I always remembered how well that item sold without any supplemental you know, video or, or anything. I just sat there talking about it, and, and I had that in the back of my brain. And then about mm, 15 years later, when I decided to go off on my own and become a vendor for HSN, I said, I need to find that item and bring it back. So I'm all about what we call in the business old gold, something that was hot 15, 20, 10 years ago. It goes through a rotation, goes through a cycle. It's, you know, it sells a lot for you know nine months, 15 months, and then it gets tired and then it's done. But you, you go back and you find something that sold well in the past. Well, I sourced it in China, and it was the first item that I sold on HSN back in 2003 as a vendor. And... Uh, we ended up selling 100,000 of those things over the course of about wow. a year and a half. Another item, I was at the Chicago Housewares show. And uh, it's back when, you know, like temporary lighting was always very popular. And I was just walking out of the show. I'd been there for three days. And I really hadn't seen anything. And I saw this one guy had a rack of uh, products, 50 products up on a wall. You could walk up to him and he'd put your name on a catalog and all of a sudden you'd be in business. He'd, he'd fulfill for you and everything else. You know, with the products, you know, you had in your catalog. You just come up with a company name. But I saw one item in particular. It was a fluorescent tube about two feet long, and it was just sitting there in a case. I go, what is that? He goes, well, it's a battery-powered fluorescent light. And I'd never heard of anything like that. Most most lighting products around the home supplemental lighting were, you know, run by a couple of little batteries, and they wouldn't be very bright. But he shows me this. Long story short, I source it in China because we couldn't agree on a price, but I like the item. And I sold what we call the what a light, W-H-A-T-A-L-I-G-H-T. I sold what a light, started out fluorescent, evolved into the, uh, uh, that's an LED bar light, had 60 LEDs on it. And again, hundreds of thousands of those things, just because I was curious and I saw this thing up on the wall and want to know what to do. And another thing is you come up with additional applications for the products when you find them. And that, you know, starts to lens to your pitch. The guy said, yeah, when you pull the plug out, the light goes on automatically because it's battery powered. I said, wait a minute. So if I have this thing plugged in my house and there's a storm and I lose power, the light's going to go on automatically. That's a plus. That's not a minus. So we turned to, you know, something was a minus that doesn't doesn't go on when you when you plug it in into a plus. Now people use it as an emergency light. Fire Nation, there's so much I love about what Tom just shared. You know, one thing is cycles. I mean, everything in this world is cyclical. And that's something you need to keep in mind. 
Tom, have you ever read or heard of the book Ready Player One? You know what? I can say that I heard of it. I don't know that. It, well, I know that I haven't read it. So it's a pretty fascinating book. They actually made a movie out of this as well. The movie was good, but the book was fantastic. And it's futuristic, but it's basically about you know how this one individual who owns this huge gaming universe passes away. And then he has this like Easter egg hunt for people to follow. And the, the winners of the Easter egg hunt will actually get yes. his empire. But yes. the thing is, is that he was so passionate about the 80s. That was his thing was the 1980s. And this was like, you know, like 2031 or 2051. That was right. Like was set. And guess what? Everything about the 80s came back. Like the music, the movies, yes. the styles, the haircuts, everything. And that's just one example of how, I mean, listen, everything is cyclical. And sometimes you don't even know what's going to kind of tip off that cycle, but it just happens right. and you can always be ready. And another thing I wanted to ask before we did move on is, have sure. you seen the movie Joy with Jennifer Lawrence? Yes, I have. So that's all about, you know, like she came up with a mop and then she went on yep. QVC to sell it and all that stuff. Is that like realistic? Like, is that kind of how the world was at least back when she was doing it? Or is that just kind of like Hollywoodish? They Hollywooded it up a little bit because the, the one fact of that movie that I don't know the real honest to goodness story. I never talked to Joy about it, but that, that, that the process is not is not dissimilar. But they did have a scene that I took a little bit of, you know, I, they, I took umbrage with. I was going to say umbrage, yeah, yeah. I, I would, I would never. The QVC or HSN would never put a person on TV by themselves. Got it. Now, one thing that they made a huge point on was like how important the actual person selling the product was, which did kind of resonate with me. You know, they had that guy who didn't even know what he was doing. And of course, like he was fumbling around and it just yes. flopped. But then she came on and she was like actually a house mother. And so she was yes. able to make it happen. Like, is that something that people should definitely be thinking about when they're promoting stuff online? Absolutely. You've got, you've got that. That's an entrepreneur from the bottom up, right? You, you've invented, you've, you've identified a problem and now you go off to try to solve it. I mean, that's, that's, I take my cap to, to joy for that because that's how she started it. She determined that the, the way that that yarn was, was woven on right. the mop was key and that's how she went out and built it. Now, I'm more of like, let's take something that's won in the past and let's bring it back and I'll rebrand it or trademark it or I'll improve it. I've never, so cool. I've never invented anything from the bottom up, although I do have a patent. Very interesting. Now, it is 2020. So Amazon is a behemoth. And especially in this COVID-19 world, I mean, Amazon's even playing a bigger role in our lives because yes. it's just what it is. So how does Amazon come into play with this? If you've got a product that's successful on Amazon, I suggest that you approach HSN or QVC. Now, you can do that individually. You can it's hard to get in. I would I would recommend going through a representative to you know to get in the door. But if you've got a successful item that solves a problem for the you know person I described, fifty year old woman, you definitely should be going on HSN because you can sell thousands of items in minutes. I was on I was on HSN yesterday. I was broadcasting from my home. I'm a guest right now, along with other other hats that I wear. But we sold twelve hundred. Uh, of the bullet pocket hose in 14 minutes. Wow. At $32 a pop. We were selling two <laughs> hoses for wow. you know, 32 bucks. 
Oh, I mean, this is fascinating stuff, Fire Nation. I mean, we are living in a different world, but that doesn't mean that things have changed when it comes to selling, when it comes to marketing, when it comes to processes, when it comes to cycles, when it comes to systems and automations and all these opportunities. And we're going to be talking about some really cool things. We're going to be talking about the biggest mistake that you could make if you don't stay tuned, you know, when it comes to live TV shopping. Um, we will be talking more about patents and trademarks. Like you did hear Tom mention that. And we got a lot more stuff that we're going to be talking about as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsors. During this time of change, we want you to know that Zip Recruiter's focus hasn't changed. They're still doing what they've always done, helping people find work and helping businesses find the right people for their open roles. If you're looking for a job, Zip Recruiter is working with you to find the right job faster. They are dedicated to helping you get hired from caretaking to delivering food and goods to building medical facilities, supplying protective equipment, and so much more. In fact, Zip Recruiter's app will send you up-to-date job openings so you can be one of the first to apply. And if you're actively hiring, ZipRecruiter will invite candidates to apply to your most urgent roles, making it faster and easier to reach the people you need. By connecting people who need jobs and companies that need people, ZipRecruiter is working with all of us so we can keep moving forward. Let's work together. ZipRecruiter.com slash work together. One of the biggest struggles we face as online business owners is building an audience. Getting traffic to your website, podcasts, videos, social media channels, it's not easy. But there's a framework that you can start using right now to consistently drive your dream customers to your business every day. Want that framework? Great news, Fire Nation. My buddy Russell Brunson is a co-founder of ClickFunnels and has grown his business to a near $1 billion valuation using traffic driving strategies as a back backbone of his business. And fortunately for the rest of us, he's one of the most generous people I know in the online business world. He just created a new podcast mini series called Traffic Secrets to help you learn exactly how to borrow traffic from influencers in your industry, how to build an army of loyal affiliates and brand ambassadors who constantly promote your products, how to effectively build an email list and so much more. Open your podcast app and subscribe to Traffic Secrets now or visit Traffic Secrets Podcast com. So Tom, we're back. And I think a question a lot of people in my audience is going to be asking is, man, like, wouldn't it just take so much time to even get into this world? I mean, we're talking decades and decades and decades. So talk to us about how much time it could take to actually make an indent in this world. And, you know, give us some ideas about who could help navigate the live TV shopping world. As far as time is concerned, it's all about product. Once you get the product that works, it go it can go very, very quickly. I mean, I personally, if I was trying to get into the HSN or the QVC world and I had a product, I probably would contact a rep because they've got the relationships. You can imagine those buyers at those spots are being inundated from every direction. And so, but they trust the, the reps that they've been working with for the last five, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years. So that's the one thing I would do. But the actual, once you once you get the product trademarked or you've got something that's selling on Amazon and you want to move into the HSN world, it's it's almost hands-off. You can have the rep bring it in. You could have the rep do the samples. You can, you can have a uh, local on-air talent do the presentation for you, you know, kind of like I did with the hose. And, you know, there's somebody up in, uh, there's somebody up in, you know, up in Boston just looking at the numbers. They're just... They're, uh, they've, they've shipped the, you know, HSN very often will even ship 
in, you know, bring it in from China and bring it into their warehouses for you. So if you've got the right item and you get just a little bit of help and it doesn't really cost a lot of money, the reps are working on two, three, four percentage points. And, you know, the on-air guests make a couple hundred bucks per show, but you don't have to get involved. So while somebody's working at two o'clock in the morning, you know, you're snoozing and you're making money. We can learn so much from failures. We can learn so much from other people's mistakes. What is one of the biggest mistakes that you've seen people do and that you want to make sure Fire Nation avoids? I made this mistake myself and I'll caution everybody to not do the same thing. When I invented my, I'm going to talk about the carry card, I guess. Sure, let's break it down. But but when I when I invented the carry card, got the patent for that, I was very excited about it. And when I when I brought it to HSN, they were very excited about it. And when it started selling, everybody was really excited about it. Okay, before you go any further, though, what is the carry card? I, I got to be able to picture this. Carry card is a utility card that virtually anybody could own, whether you live in an apartment or a you know 500 acre spread. It's a four in one utility card. It's a it's a oversized heavy duty dolly. Takes up to 500 pounds. So if you're moving something big, then it, it also flips up a handle and turns into kind of like a, a hand cart. So if you're unloading uh, mulch or cinder blocks or you're taking stuff from the big box store, like, you know, bottles of water or just unloading the old truckster. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you take this to Costco for sure. Absolutely. And then then it flips again. And, I'm, and John, I'm doing this all without tools. It flips again and turns into a hand truck. So you can go up and down stairs in and out of tight places, wow. you know, filing cabinets and th- things like this. And if you're not done with that, if that hasn't impressed you up to this point, <laughs> one more flip and it turns into a three-step safe certified ladder. Come on. I'm not kidding you. It, and then you can roll it around from room to room so you're not lugging it anymore. And then when you store it, it folds up flat and it takes about the space of a, of a push broom. Man, I mean, that is an invention. Yeah, it's crazy. You replace a wheelbarrow, a dolly, a hand truck and a ladder, something that everybody needs occasionally. Most folks will move 11 times in a lifetime and you're renting something. But, you know, a lot of times, you you know, just moving, you know, you get a big box. You're trying to move a, you know, a, a desk or a dresser, a couch, perfect. I mean, let's be honest. If you're the one person in New York City that has a carry cart, everybody yes. becomes your best friends immediately. And then plus, you're right, John, when you're moving, people want to know what kind of equipment do you have? <laughs> you know, you got a dolly? You got all you got. You got a hand truck, and you go. Yeah, I do. Let's keep moving forward on this biggest mistake. What was that? Biggest mistake, and I even told myself not to do this before it happened, John. Which is, you know, aggravating. Says I said, don't take the big order. Keep it small. Keep your orders. You know, fifteen hundred, twelve hundred pieces. Don't take a huge order. But they 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 dangled a fifteen thousand piece order. Oh. And I I took it, even though. Uh, it was the first time I was working with this factory. I hadn't been over there. And long story short, delays, you know, production problems. And it was a, it turns out to be a little bit of a nightmare, which, which, you know, we recover from, but it was, you know, it, it, it slowed me down for about 18 months trying to fix it all. So to get a little more specific, I mean, what do you think is kind of a good limitation to put on yourself if you're kind of more of a first or second timer? I mean, this has even happened to you with tons of experience. So what do you think yes. if Fire Nation is kind of getting into this the first time, like what should they be kind of focused on limitation wise? HS and a QVC, you're going to get a purchase order that's going to look something like about Twenty-five to thirty thousand dollars in cost. So, because they want to test it, but you—they don't want you to just try, you know, 
10 pieces, they're going to want you to have 1,200 pieces, 5,000 pieces, whatever, depending upon the price, of course, of the product. They're going to want those pieces in their warehouse before they make the presentation. But so think about eh, $25,000 to $30,000 of the retail. I mean, and that's not an insignificant number, but it's a number you can recover from and you can move those items somewhere else if they don't sell for whatever reason. But um, that's where I would be an entry for. And that's why I would try to stay for a year, year and a half, small little orders while you're building your foundation. Don't go for the big order. I love it. I love it. Because Fire Nation, you only have one time to make that first impression. So do it right. Because you want to build those evangelists, people that have amazing experiences. They're going to share and brag about your product. So let's talk about patenting and trademarking. You mentioned it briefly earlier, but let's kind of dive in and talk about should Fire Nation be focusing on either or? I think it depends upon the product. I had items that were already manufactured in China. Like uh, the, my visor that I had was called the total visor. I, so I could never patent that, but I did trademark. So nobody could use mine. Like, no, nobody could use that name. By the way, also, if you come up with a unique name for something, it's probably going to be available online. So I could have totalvisor.com. I could have, you know, microskillet.com or flavorwave.com. These are all items I've been associated with. So you come up with a unique name, and then you can grab that website. But I would trademark. The trademark is not complicated. It takes a little bit. It takes about three months. I did it all myself online. So you don't have to hire a lawyer. You can just do it yourself. I think it was a couple hundred dollars, but it's a little bit. It's a little tedious. You've got to show that you're selling the item, and you've got to have a, you know, a unique mark. But the trademark is easy. And then Amazon, I'm sure a lot of guys know this already. But if you want to have that protection on Amazon, they require you to have a trademark. Otherwise, people can use your name while mm. they you know, sell, advertise their products. And then, and then the patent, I think if, what I've done, I, I patented the carry cart because I made some unique improvements on it. And in my industry, in this, in this SC.TV world, if you come out with a new product that it's selling, you know that the wolves are going to start copying you. <laughs> so the, the patent at least slows them down a little bit. And then... I mean, I'm I'm negotiating in a couple of the, the, the latter worlds, and they only want to do business with you if you've got a patent right. on your item. And I did have an attorney do that. Probably cost me about $8,000 over the course of a couple of years. Man, so many value bombs, Fire Nation. I mean, this is just an exciting new area. And this is exactly why I bring Tom on Entrepreneurs on Fires, because it's so important to continue to put different opportunities, unique opportunities, blue ocean opportunities in front of you, because you just never know what's going to click with you, with your ideas, with your personality, with your business. So Tom, give us the one key takeaway that you really want to make sure that Fire Nation gets from everything that we talked about today. Share with us the best way that we can connect with you and any gift or call to action you have for Fire Nation. Taking a chance, getting out of your comfort zone is always a good idea in, in a safe, you know, thoughtful way. We don't want to be crazy, but to, to, to look for products, look through magazines, even see other things that are on Amazon that might tickle your fancy that may not be in that, you know, mm. HSN world, you know, then if you're successful here, you can also be successful overseas. The best way to get a hold of me is Tom Wise, W-I-S-E, Tom Wise at Carry Cart. I'm going to spell it K-E-R-R-Y-K-A-R-T. So I'm using K's, <laughs> K-A-R-R-Y. K-E-R-T, K-E-R, oh, oh, for gosh, goodness sakes, K-E-R-R-Y, K-A-R-T. I was going out with a girl named Carrie, 
and I named the card after her. <laughs> That's a whole other story. It didn't work out well for me, but I ended up liking the, the name, and so we went with it. Hey, I love alliteration. Carry cards. It just works. Did you know that, that in Star Trek, there are people with authority often have a K sounding in their no, name? No, that's interesting. Spock. Spock. Kirk. <laughs> Captain Kirk. I love yes. that. Cool. Any other thing you want to share with Fire Nation? Yes. Uh, I sell it for... Uh, I sell it on Amazon for $149 and I sell it on carrycart.com for $149. But everybody listening today, save yourself $50 if you want to get the carry cart. Use the FIRE, F-I-R-E is the coupon code. Woo! Free shipping. Um, handyman, my handyman, his name's Neil. If you're listening to this, um, I'm going to have a carry cart waiting for you in my house. For all those times I'm making you lug around the sandbags and climbing the trees all around my property, carry cart will be here for you, Neil. So uh, get excited. <laughs> so Fire Nation, you know this. You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with T-Dubs and JL-Dubs today. Yeah. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. If you type Tom in the search bar, the show notes page will pop up with everything we've talked about today. Links to everything. It's an amazing show notes page. And of course, check out Tom Wise at carrycart.com. That's K-E-R-R-Y-K-A-R-T.com. So Tom Wise at carrycart.com. And of course, check out the amazing carrycart. Use promo code FIRE for 50 bucks off of that amazing amazing product. So get on over that. And then, hey, send me a picture, by the way, Fire Nation, because if you do, I might just send you a picture back of me using it as well. And uh, Tom, you've been a rock star, brother. Thank you for sharing your truth, your knowledge, your value with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we will catch you on the flip side. My pleasure. Thanks, John. Hey, Fire Nation. Today's value bomb content was brought to you by Tom. And if you're ready to rock your own podcast, you need to check out our completely free podcasting course. It's where I teach you how to create and launch your podcast for free. Visit freepodcastcourse.com and I'll catch you there or I'll catch you on the flippity flip side. Start building an army of loyal affiliates and brand ambassadors who constantly promote your products today. The step-by-step is waiting for you on my buddy Russell Brunson's new podcast miniseries, Traffic Secrets. Open your podcast app and subscribe to Traffic Secrets now or visit trafficsecretspodcast.com.